0: Hey, everybody. Thanks very much for hanging out with us again this week on Todd Bits. I am so fired up for my guest, one of my most favorite brands in all of 2022. Please give it up from our friends from Merrifield, Kim McDevitt and Joe Dixon. Lady and gentlemen, welcome to the show. Thank, Thank you. you, Todd.
1: Thank you it's, so much. I so appreciate your support from Merrifield. It's awesome to work with you.
0: I love what you guys are about. And I know, you know, and and Kim, you're you're running, you know, the director of brand partnerships and quality standards. Want to get into that a little bit, let you explain what that is. And Joe being co-founder and the head of standards and policy, you know, you and I have gone deep about that. You know how much that means to me and, and the better understanding of how important standards are in our food supply and why we need to keep talking about them. So it is not a big stretch for me to get behind Merrifield and what you all are about and why you're doing it. I mean, it's an app on my phone, even though I've fortunately got it taken over by others in the house. So it's it's probably working better for us. Um, But nonetheless, you know, it, it is, It's so important that we educate ourselves on our food and we invest in our food and we understand what our food is and why our food is and why, if you know, if you look at a word that has 19 letters and 17 of them are consonants and you can't pronounce it, you ought to lean away from that probably, right? And I just believe so strongly in your message and your core values, you know, Joe, you and I go way back and I know you, you know, I know your heart and I know what you're about and it just comes out in everything that Merrifield stands for. So it is really easy for me to be here and I am blessed that you guys are here and thank you for hanging out with me. So let's get rocking and rolling. Before we get going, since I'm so lousy in introducing people, could you all just tell everybody what you all do? And and uh, Kim, you get to go first on this one. I'm picking uh, you first.
2: Yeah, yeah, I'd love to. Yep. So here at Maryfield, I run our brand partnership. So, gosh, we now have I think it's over sixty something brands on our platform. Um, I am really tasked with you know, the pleasure of working with all of these brands and figuring out how they can be successful on our platform. So we're a loyalty solution for every single one of these brands and really bringing to light what each one of them stands for in their own way and how Maryfield can support them in their mission. Um, and that really, you know, is... My exciting opportunity and job to be able to do that for them. So I create the love offers it. you see. I help with their uh, messaging on the platform. Um, I'm really their go-to person between them and Maryfield.
0: I love. So now technically, that makes you my my more favorite person in this moment. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you top
2: that. Come on, Joe, top that. I mean, it is a pretty good job. You, yeah. you
1: have a dream job, Kim. I'm a little jealous. That's awesome. <laughs> Um, so I am co-founder and head of standards and policy at Maryfield. Um, what what does my job look like? It's a lot of different things but you know first and foremost, I led the Maryfield Clean Council, which includes Kim and some others in setting the standards that govern what brands and products go on the Maryfield platform, everything from the ingredients we ban to our stances on animal products, seafood sustainability, cosmetic safety, all those really important standards issues that drive, Our selection of the brands that we want to work with. Um, To that end, I also work a lot on business development, identifying brands that we want to work with and helping them understand our mission and Mm -hmm. hopefully bringing them through an onboarding process and into Kim's department. Yeah,
0: I love it, Um, and I love the I love the I love the word onboarding. I love the fact that it's just not hey, you know, you're so and so with the potato chip, you're in. It's a process. It's it really is. And so, with that being said. Okay, I'm going to throw it back to you first, Kim. You know, what is Merrifield? Give everybody a little bit of the, you know, the, the, the quick 411 on what, what Merrifield actually is and what it's about yeah. and why I'm so yeah, buzzed about sure. it in 2022.
2: Yep, yep, absolutely. So, you know, we all have all those apps on our phone. Um, We are an app. We're a rewards platform, basically, for Better For You products. So we're taking uh, any brand that we have vetted through our own standards, our set of standards, and have them on our platform. And anytime you purchase, Products from these brands, you're rewarded, um, and you accrue points, and then those points can add up to gift cards to reward you for buying better.
0: Right, I love it. I love it. So yeah. when you so when you think about the problem that Maryfield's solving, I think this is really you know, to me that really cuts to the core of the whole thing. What, you know, and I'll Kim, i go back to you with the same thing. Yeah. What is the problem that Maryfield's solving?
2: Oh my gosh! So you know, it's like. This really, so I didn't, I didn't say when we first started that my background is that I'm a registered dietitian and I have my master's in public health. And so better for you is sort of at my core, right? It's yeah. like what I really am trying to educate people on from the start. And Maryfield is that, so we're trying to help people, break through the noise. It's so confusing out there. It's misleading. It's overwhelming. And honestly, it's a lot of work to get, go into those stores and figure out what is better for you. What is better for you? mean, what am I looking for? What am I supposed to be looking for? Um, and so we're just, we're just one way, one tool to help you do that, to tell you, hey, guess what? You know, if you care about, getting rid of artificials, if you care about gluten-free, if you have whatever, whatever you're caring about in the moment, or maybe you don't know, and you need someone to sort of start that guidance for you, we're there to help lead you and, and solve that problem for you. So any store you go into, you can use our platform and find brands and products that meet those standards that can help you sort of, you know, sort through the noise and find things that fit what you would be hopefully looking for.
0: So, you know, and I love what you said, sort through the noise, because, you know, you go into the store today and the word natural, sustainable, mm-hmm. whatever, you know, all these right. words are out there. I mean, the, what do you call it? Greenwashing, What do you call? It? whatever you want to use at it, it becomes so confusing to somebody that wants to make a better choice. And they may see something that says all natural and it's got, you know, 33 percent of your sugar in three teaspoons. Right. Perfect. And so to be able to have um, a resource guide like you guys have created and to be able to have the confidence because of who you because really, honestly, who you are and what you believe in, uh, because you're very public about who you guys are. I mean, you're not hiding from anything. You're talking about stuff. You're engaging people, not only on my, my platform, but my, also other ones, which you need to be doing. And I love it to keep this message out. So I think it's just so powerful that people can be informed before they walk in the store and make a choice that's going to make a difference in the planet. Their lives, their family, and all the things that touch people. It's really powerful. It really is.
1: I mean, importantly too, we're not just helping people find those brands and products that meet high standards. We're rewarding people for buying them. You know, every go, time man. you buy yeah. any product from any of our yeah. brands, you're getting at least five percent back. Yeah, um, which really helps. You know, so better for you products tend to be a little more expensive. Sometimes you're taking a leap of faith with a new brand you've never tried before, and we're trying to ease that barrier for people and make it easier to access better food.
2: Yeah and I think that's a big part of it honestly like people to Joe's point it's they want to do better they want to buy better okay they've figured out they've identified what is the brand what is the product and then they get to the store and it's like whoa whoa whoa, whoa. I'm not going to spend Three dollars more, two dollars more. Here, there, there. It, it quickly adds up sometimes, and so the ability to be able to reward you anytime you buy any of those those points also quickly add up and yeah. and translate then to gift cards that you can then put back towards what you're spending for your groceries. So
0: yeah, I, I know yeah. that we I've got a bunch of points in the account. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it, it's 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 really become a part. It's really become a part of the shopping experience. I mean it has in my family where it's becomes yeah. a part of like okay. The emails come in. I'm looking what's new. I'm seeing what's out there. How does it resonate? You know, I mean, you make it really simple to work with you guys as a consumer. And that is, you know, consumers love when people do the heavy lifting for, for them, right? Mm -hmm. That's what the expectation is. When you go into retail lift, you know, make it all easy for me. And you guys really epitomize that. And that's what I love about the app. That's why I'm so buzzed about it for 2022 that I think it's just something people have got to lean into. I mean, it's, you know, it's fabulous. One of the things that, that, you guys came out with that um, reason I wanted to talk with you guys again is your 2022 forecast uh, about better for you trends. And I wanted to talk about those a little bit and have you both up here and you guys can fist fight or thumb wrestle, whatever you want to do. Who's going to answer first <laughs> or go second. I don't really care. I'm not even going to keep track. You guys just go, but I do have a few questions. I want to talk about that because I think that what you presented to people um, is not only um provocative thinking, right? Get people to start thinking a little bit clearly, but you really brought up some points that need to be talked about. And I think your perspective, um, you know, I I want people to hear that. So I'd love to just kind of work through these things. If you don't mind, I'll throw some throwing out. And again, I don't know who's going to go first. Um, Just, you know, you're not in the same building, so I really can't encourage wrestling or anything. So I'm just going to let you guys figure it out. But, you know, I want to talk about that because I think it's really important that your guide came out and I think it's really valuable that people understand it. So the first thing I want to talk about is, as you mentioned, Food as medicine is going to be important. Can please, either one of you, just touch about a little bit and what that means?
2: Hi, I'm Nate Hefty, Vice President of Sales at Superior Fresh, the nation's largest aquaponic farm located in central Wisconsin. Thank you for listening to Todd Versations and Todd Bits. Check us out at www.superiorfresh.com to learn how we raise our Atlantic salmon on a non GMO organic diet. And they thrive in water naturally filtered by our USDA-certified organic leafy greens, never treated with hormones, antibiotics, or pesticides, and packed with two times the omega-3s. This is salmon as it should be. Shop with us online and use the discount code TLC2022 to receive free shipping on all of our American Heart Association's Heart Health Checked Atlantic Salmon. At Superior Fresh, we are changing how food is grown to change the world. Remember the code TLC twenty twenty two to get free shipping. Yeah, I'm smiling here because that's sort of my camp. I'll I'll take that one. Go. <laughs> I'll take that one. So um, we each
1: have our our pet trends on the list. There. Yeah, oh, yeah, right.
2: exactly, exactly. Um, so, oh gosh, so I mean, food is medicine is not it's not new, right? It's not this like big novel idea, but I think I I really hope that one of the things that has come out of, or is coming out of the pandemic is this idea of the power of your diet. Um, you know, there's so much supporting research that continues to show and link poor health with, and poor diet with poor outcomes with COVID and poor outcomes just in general with disease. And as you age, and we are a culture that is, that has sort of lost sight of the ability for food to heal, for food to be nourishing, for food to be the foundation of your health. And the reality is, is that it doesn't have to be confusing and hard. And if we make these some of these seemingly very simple choices in our day-to-day diets, we can really round out our health and, and really strive for that optimal wellness. Um, and so I think that, you know, it's just this idea that using food, using carbohydrates, protein, fats, minerals that you get from real food is what our bodies need to, to not just survive, but really to thrive. Um, and, you know, I'll take it one step further. You know, I can stand here and say like, Oh, eat real food. You know, the best food for you is nuts and seeds and, you know, pasture raised meats and organic and organic <laughs> eggs and, you know, go on and on. But the reality is we're all very busy. We all need Realistic lives with kids and sports and all the things, and so packaged foods also come into play here. And so instead of saying like never eat packaged foods, packaged foods are are bad. Packaged foods aren't what what are going to sustain you. It's understanding where to meet people so that they can be choosing the right packaged foods. So yeah. ingredients matter, and that's that's really like where I think we you know where Maryfield comes in here is that we can help you choose those better convenience foods, help you choose those foods that are going to help you, um, just, just bridge between your one nourishing meal to the next. Um, I
0: love that. I love, you know, I I was reading, I was reading a uh, study that was talking about, you know, we're we're in some difficult and unique economic times in our country today. Right. And and I was reading a study about, um, in 2008, during the last time we had economic trouble, that the rise in diabetes and obesity was very measurable in our country because people had to make tougher choices. They had to make different food choices. And I love, you know, in talking about what you just said, I think more now than ever, what you guys are doing is going to become more and more important to Americans to make sure that we are making good conscious choices that, you know, you're, you're not in this alone. And I think that's what I love about Merrifield. You're not in this alone. And we've got to be thinking about that because we often sacrifice our food choices for other things. And, to your point, food is medicine. I say it all the time. It can harm you and it can help you. And it becomes dangerous if we don't start to pay attention to that. Mm-hmm. So I love that. I love that factor. One of the other ones that Joe, did you have anything to add?
1: I no, I mean, just to emphasize really, no, I mean, Kim said it all, but I do think we, you know, especially in this sort of natural and organic world, we there, there's this viewpoint that like, you know, to follow a good diet. You have to shop up all fresh produce and meat and not avoid all packaged food. And as Kim noted, it's not that simple. There's really good stuff in the center of the store. There's really bad stuff. And especially in conventional retail, it's hard to, to navigate what's what. And that's one of the things we want to do is make it easier for people and help people understand, like, it doesn't have to be completely overwhelming to make incremental changes to improve your diet.
0: agree. Yeah. The other one's on there too that I love, and, you know, this certainly is, is I lean into in my, my world, but, you know, going organic will continue to see good growth and, you know, growing in popularity. Yeah. All right. go. Yeah. I mean,
1: that's one, Todd, you, you and I have been working on organic standards and the organic world for decades. Um, You know, one of the most interesting statistics coming out of, you know, the first year of COVID lockdown is that sales of organic food products jumped over 12%. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of that is as into the downturn in 2008, people who are eating out less tend to trade up a little bit and think more critically about what they're cooking at home. Um, I think some of it's probably just more of an attention to the quality and integrity of the food we're buying. Um, And, you know, as, as we sing in the app and on our website and whenever we have a chance, you know, organic is the gold standard for clean label. It doesn't just deal with the ingredients that go in the package of food. It deals with how they were grown without persistent pesticides and animals that were fed organic feed and never given antibiotics and, you know, processed foods that are 95% organic. There's just so much about it that makes it By and large, you know, we deal in a lot of product attributes, but it to me is the most meaningful because it goes so far back in the supply chain and offers so much to consumers. Um, You know, as inflation continues and grocery prices increase, we'll see what the next year brings for organic. Um, It's hard to imagine. I mean, certainly the growth will slow a little bit. Um, but because the value prop is so strong and it has so much to offer consumers, um, especially as people, too, are becoming increasingly aware of the links between agriculture and climate,
2: mm-hmm. and organic
1: has a lot of environmental and climate benefits that we're just, you know, starting to really activate and get out there in a big way. Yeah, um, for so sure. I see, I still see organic as a, you know, a solid, strong trend line for 2022. Yeah, I, 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 I agree. Sorry, please go. No, go, go.
2: um, Interrupt you. I just wanted to chime in there that I think, you know, I think in addition to everything that Joe said, it's just this factor and reality that it's becoming more available too. So um, that's sort of helping with the trend as well, and that people people are looking for it, and now they're they're able to find it more easily, um, which is exciting and. And
0: just, yeah. Yeah. yeah and, and and I'm, I'm coming for a little bit of facto trivia that, that, that my feeble brain was privy to. There's actually a movement now that's, that started. And I don't know where this is going to go, but there was actually a retailer that was brought to my attention. That's going to, he's taking a hard look at price points and they're making this rationalization now, that you know, if, if the conventional price is this and the organic price is much higher, we're going to be dropping the organic item and only carrying the conventional because we feel like, you know, people aren't going to buy it, which I think is a lot of power for a buyer to have without actually the consumer saying something. So to follow up on what we've all kind of said to bring it around, you start going to a grocery store and you're not seeing something. You need to ask why. Get into the weeds because if they're making these decisions about what your food choices are without you getting yeah. a chance to make the decision, I think that's unfair. So I just want to throw that out there. I'm keep That message is going to be coming out of my platform a lot in the next month or so, because wow. I'm worried about that. Yeah, I'm
1: worried about that. Yeah. And that's important to note. Retailers have a really big role to play. 100%. As, you know, the, the merchandisers and curators of the products that are available to people and to hear that that retailer is cutting into their own margins to make organic more accessible to people. It's just the right thing to do. And great to hear. Yeah.
0: yeah. So something something to think about. Next one that I think is a really Uh, interesting topic that is certainly moving forward in a big way is is a conversation around uh, GMOs, genetically modified organisms. And I think that it's, we're dealing with it now, quote unquote, in the mainstream and in lack of a better word, but they're going to sneak up on us, as you guys have eloquently said. And I love that, that. It's really the truth. So can you guys talk about this little scary thought that's out there in the world today?
1: Yeah, I mean, so I mean, we were familiar with kind of the first wave of GMOs, you know, starting in the early 2000s, corn, soy, canola, sort of our big commodity crops, sugar beets, all went from zero percent GMO cultivation to numbers well above 80, 90 percent for a lot of those crops, pretty quickly. And you know, as a natural and organic products industry, you know, we we represent a group of consumers who want to avoid GMOs by and large because of, you know, most of them are genetically engineered for herbicide tolerance to allow for the massive applications of Roundup and other herbicides that are bad for us and the environment and for animals. And you know, so that was the first wave, and it's it's a battle we're still fighting to preserve our ability to maintain transparency and offer non-GMO products to consumers. The non-GMO project and USDA Organic have both played really big roles in even making it possible to continue to offer those products. But now we are seeing what people are calling GMO 2.0, the next wave of GMOs. Um, and there's a lot of different iterations of it, but to boil it down... Um, Scientists genetically engineer microorganisms, bacteria or yeasts, um, to take in starches and sugars and spit out all kinds of different things, whether it's, you know, whey protein or vanilla flavor or stevia or certain cooking oils. You know, you can really, because of the tools that have been developed, you can really customize microorganisms to produce all sorts of molecules through fermentation, um, and there's, a, you know, of course, a lot of venture money going into this. There's, you know, a lot of these brands are kind of becoming the talk of Expo West. And, um, you know, there's, I think, uh, some questions we should be asking pretty loudly before getting comfortable with a lot of these new technologies. Namely, you know, to, to make a microorganism produce anything, you have to feed it. And typically, they're feeding these yeasts and bacteria, corn and soy from GMO agriculture. And, you know, you have to raise the ethical question, you know, how, how can you brand an ingredient as a sustainable solution when it's being made from GMO herbicide intensive soy? Um, You know, you have to, so it's, you know, I think there's some interesting potential, but I also think, you know, where... To, to gain true consumer ex- acceptance, these companies have to be transparent about what they're making and how, yeah. and really open the box to let us all have a candid conversation around transparency and consumers' rights to know what's in their products. And, you know, for a lot of us, myself included, you know, continue to give people the information and the label claims they need to avoid GMOs when they yeah. want to.
0: I Agree, hundred you know, percent. So
1: that's, I mean, it's a whole can of worms. I think you know we're just kind of looking at the tip of an iceberg, and there's going to be some big public dialogue both in our industry and in the world about these technologies. But um, definitely a conversation that will heat up as the year goes on.
0: Well, you know, I I say this all the time. I right? we need to work with Mother Nature. We don't need to be Mother Nature. And I think that's becomes yeah. really dangerous. Yeah, that yeah. needs yeah. to go on a T-shirt, by the way.
1: That's a good I think one. Should,
0: yeah, you know what? Let's do it.
1: Yeah, yeah, you sure. should make that the Todd Versation's official tote bag of the year. I'll buy one. Done. That's it. It'll official happen. Because
0: <laughs> so, you know what? I was looking for a new tote
1: bag.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. Always <laughs> a new tote bag. My, my new grocery bag.
0: New tote. Bag. I love it. Kim, any thoughts? You know, did you want to? Throw no, no, the, I think Joe really out. covered Perfect. it there. Yeah. yeah. So here's one that I really, that is really, you know, not a hot topic, but it is in a lot of ways. We're really taking a look at, you know who we are as people, and and how people are advancing in our society, and and opportunities that people have. And one of the ones that you leaned into on your report was, you know, more woman led, and uh, with a deeper emphasis placed on ownership. Diversity is being an important part about what um, consumers are going to appreciate, and also what some of these brands are actually you know now creating. So, can you talk a little bit about that and what diversity means now, and and why that's going to be, I think, even more important? Either one fight for it. Fight for it. Go for it.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, people just are starting to care more and more about where their food is coming from, where their products are coming from. And I think it's, it's really powerful to be seeing these brands that are women led, that are diverse, that are, um, just really making a name for themselves and, and paving the way out there. Um, and there are some really, really exciting brands that we work with that, um, that are doing that. So Partake, which if you haven't heard, has amazing cookies and baked goods. Um, I think Saffron Road is another really exciting one that is like, I sing praises about and tell everyone cause they're my go-to. Um, and Alafia is another really good one that's, you know, in our showers and baths for our kids. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think, I think it's just, it's exciting that, there is emphasis and awareness around these brands and um, you know the movement that they're that they're making out there.
0: Well, it's great to, it's great to give recognition where recognition is deserved. right? Yeah. And I think it's important that we continue to lift up these brands that are you know yeah. doing some some really powerful things yeah. and saying some powerful things, but making powerful changes in this world, not only with their product, right? That's not I'm not you know let's take that aside. But you know, they're laying the groundwork out for another generation, and, and let's just lean into to young girls. Another generation of, of young girls are going to look up at some of these leaders saying, I can do that too. I want to be that. Why can't I do that? I like cookies, right? And I think it's just super important that we keep emphasizing that. I really do. And, I, and I, that's why I love the fact that you guys leaned into that. I think it's just super cool. Joe, you want to add anything to it?
1: Yeah, no, just that it's it's so gratifying for us to be able to use our platform and our communication channels to consumers to help You know, someone standing in Walmart looking at a Lafayette lotion, which is, you know, maybe a new brand, learn more about the story of their founders and the community impact that they have in Africa, where they import a lot of their ingredients from. And this incredible story of an African founder and an incredible brand that, you know, we just, it's so nice to be able to bring that to life for people and help them understand it.
2: Yeah, no, I, think I think that's over. where the I think that's where the loyalty comes in. That's where your connection comes into a brand, right? It's like it's our ability on Maryfield to use the platform to as Joe said to sort of tell the brand story, to tell about the mother-daughter pair that started Go Macro or you know mm-hmm. whoever it is. Um and then as a consumer, I I start to identify these with these brands beyond their product, you know, and I really I really start to feel loyal and like I want to keep bringing these products into my home because of what they stand for and, and who's behind them.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Love it. You know, one of the things that um, I found interesting that you guys leaned into, which is, which is a up and coming topic. And it's not a lot of people know what it is. It's gaining a little bit more traction, which is uh, food upcycling. And I'd like to talk about that. And it's certainly something we need to be watching for, I think, along as well as, you know, sustainability are two kind of emerging issues They kind of Mirror in some some ways. Um, so, can we talk a little bit? I don't want to go first, Joe. Probably on, uh, on, on a. What is upcycling? Let's clear the air on that because people yeah. probably don't know. And then let's talk about a little bit more detail.
1: Yeah, I mean, so upcycling is something that honestly, two years ago, was unfamiliar to me. Um, and yeah. I got to know and started to work a bit with the folks at the Upcycled Food Association, um, who are amazing visionaries doing awesome work. Um, but upcycling is taking food waste, food that would be diverted either to compost, trash, animal feed, um, and diverting it into um, value-added consumer products. So for example, Barnana is a company that takes bananas that could not be sold at retail because they're bruised or out of spec. And they take those bananas that would have been composted or fed to animals and make them into this great line of snack foods. Mm-hmm. You have companies like Renewal Mill, which is taking Okara, something I'd never heard of, but it is the material leftover when you um, squeeze soybeans for milk or tofu. Um, so they're taking what had been a waste material and turning it into a flour and making some of the best flours and baking mixes. Honestly, the best brownies I've had in a really long time are made of um, what would have been diverted soybean waste. Um And creating this whole new line of products to bring new life to something that would have just gone to waste. Um, And so the Upcycled Food Association and what I worked with them on pretty closely was developing a certification program for upcycled products so that, you know, when a company is saying something is upcycled, there's a certification program that makes sure that a substantial part of the product is upcycled and goes back through the supply chain and, and, you know, measures the impact of the product. Um, That launched this year. There's, you know, several dozen brands now that are certified to the certified upcycled program. Um, it's a growing group of brands some big CPGs are really interested in it and you know by sort of raising awareness of the issue, um, helping consumers understand the benefits, I think they're going to have a really big impact in you know capturing a lot of what would have gone to waste and um, you know having real climate impact because of it
0: Yeah, I think it's fantastic. I think it's really um, fantastic to see. Well, you'd
1: love. In fact, I'll connect you with the guys at UFA. They'd probably make a good episode for you. They're super. Love to have them.
0: Yeah, let's do it. I'd love to have it. I think it's. I think it's really important that we take a look because, you know, uh, all all month of April coming up, you know, our whole focus on this broadcast is food waste and increasing consumption. It's really, you know, because I, I personally believe that if you want to talk about food waste, you also have to talk about increasing consumption at the same time. Because they, it, you know, increasing consumption naturally helps the food waste issue. And um, so to see something like this, where we're thinking in a much broader um, perspective about one ingredient turns into four, um, it's powerful. And I think it's something we need to lean into. And people, I, I hope people get online. I hope they search it out and, and kind of get that wrapped around their minds. Again, it's, it's, it's starting, it's rolling, it's on the uptick, but you're right. It's getting uh, gaining in popularity and it's gaining a lot more conversations. Kim, anything on? You want to throw it? Kind of the upcycling
2: no, thought process. Joe covered it. It's it's exciting and it's um it's just a it's just a, a direction that is that we need to be going into to, to keep protecting you know our environment our earth um and so I I'm excited to see all the brands that are that really are starting to emerge through this so
0: yeah no, it, yeah yeah agree you know it's funny you know you start thinking about food waste you start thinking about our country you know we we throw away. Uh, approximately 80 billion pounds of food. No. It's 11%. It's 11% of the greenhouse gases come no. naturally from landfills, just from food. No. I saw a stat um, that I keep repeating, and I'm going to continue repeating because I think it puts into perspective about food waste. Food waste in our country is like every single American throwing away 650 medium-sized red delicious apples. That's oh. food waste in America.
1: How many apples,
0: Todd? 650 per, wow. per, America, per American.
1: Wow, I had not
0: that's, heard that, but that's yeah. That's I'll, send, I'll send it to. I'll send it to. I don't have. That's powerful I, I, I didn't, and painful. <laughs> I didn't think I was. Gonna, I don't. I don't have it in front of me. So, but I will send it to you. It's it. I, every time I read it, I have it's printed. It's literally sitting on my desk. I I I brought it up three or four different times and chose because I think it to me, it actually explains. And I I got my baseball. I caught it a Padre game. Six hundred and fifty apples this size, thrown away. That is crazy. So when I think about upcycling, I think about. Why it's important and why we need to lean into it—it it absolutely exemplifies what I believe, which is a positive cost of food. It's something we need to be leaning into, okay. and we need to be going, "Hey, how can I be a part of advancing this technology and this thought process?" Because who knows what's going to come out of it? You know, mm-hmm. it's super positive. Oh, I lo- absolutely love it. So, so Kim, this one's going to probably come back to you. This last, this okay. last question, I'm going to throw to you. It's right up—it right. is definitely your wheelhouse. But we're rolling into we're rolling into springtime now. Yeah. Right, and everybody's going to try to squeeze into something, you know, to go to the beach and do whatever it is, like that. And everybody had their January, you know, I am no longer ever going to say a bad word, and I'm not going to look at the sun, look both ways when I cross the street resolutions, and only eat good. And now here we are in March, and that's kind of waning away. People have a tendency to forget January fairly quickly. So, for yeah. those of us that are out there a little bit, you know, thinking about New Year's resolutions or thinking about things we want to change, or you know, kind of want a little shot of in the arm about inspiration to get back on track. What do you got for them? Oh, besides, besides going on the Merrifield app, let me just throw that out there
2: <laughs> Yeah, there you go. That's a, that's an easy resolution. Um, no, you know, I always say, like, it doesn't have to be this, like, big thing. It doesn't have to be all or nothing. Like, the the most important thing you can be doing for yourself and for your health is moving your body every day, eating some real food, and getting some sleep. And, and, you know, I say that saying that like, oh, those three things are so easy, but it really, when you break it down, it's like, get up from your desk and go for a 10 minute walk every day. You can do 10 minutes every day. And those small incremental habits build off of each other. 10 becomes 20, 20 becomes 30. And there you go. You know, you're walking 30 minutes every day. And that has huge impacts on your health. It doesn't sound like a lot, but a 30 minute walk every day can really move the needle for people. Um, you know, same with, same with food, like make a commitment to be cooking dinner in five nights a week. If you're normally doing takeout f- four of them, you know, um, make a commitment to eating breakfast every morning or, and eating something that's whole grain or, you know, that's going to fill you up and, and make you feel satiated. Um, it doesn't have to be these big, huge resolutions that we mm. typically all drop, you know, it's just these small incremental changes that over time snowballed and really become really powerful habits that are just better for ourselves, better for us.
0: You know, a a question I'll throw at you and I'll throw at both of you just for this. is like, I I have a tendency to think that people spend more energy trying to figure out what they're going to put on to wear in the morning than they are what they're going to eat all day.
2: Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're we're just so on the go, like, and, and, you know, the, the thing that's tricky is you come to lunch and you're like, you didn't plan for it. You didn't think about it. And then you're starving and then you inevitably grab something that maybe could have been avoided.
0: <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, or you go through or you don't care. Of- <laughs> right. Are you right? And it's like, what's yeah. my solution? Yeah. Drive, drive through. Yeah. Right. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. But Joy
1: is kill me sometimes. And it's, you know, the secret there is, is just to plan for it. And Sunday, you know, and on a good week, I'll just prep a bunch of food on Sunday that's really easy to grab during, you know, a 10-minute window between conference calls on a Wednesday afternoon. Yeah. Um, but it's it's hard. And it's, you know, it can be <laughs> meal planning can be exhausting to just sort of like, especially after this two years of COVID and being in our houses. Like it just gets tiring to think of what to have for dinner. Hundred, yeah. no, I, I agree. Yeah. But I,
0: but <laughs> I think, you know, when you frame it up it, it, as eloquently as, as Kim did and you kind of throw in their perspective of, you know, how much energy we really put into it? Two things come yeah. to mind. One of which I think it, it, it says why it's important to consider it, right. Thinking about your food, you know, cause it, it, food is medicine. We just covered that. Right. So why wouldn't you think about it a little bit harder? Right. I mean, you, you know, you go to the doctor and he gives you a bad, bad test result, you know, you want to know how to fix that. You know, this is this okay. this is what you want to fix be- before you go to the doctor, right? You don't want this conversation. So there's some things to lean into. And the second thing that I will say, get on the damn Merrifield app and see what's out there and make a difference. You know, change, change, you know, change something. Change it up a little bit. Invest in yourself, right? Yeah. If you're going to put the energy to figure out what shirt, you know, what shirt to wear, you can easily figure out what salad to eat, too. Yeah. Absolutely. yeah for sure. So tell me what's, I know, as we wrap up our time hanging out a little bit together. Tell me what's next in 2022 for my favorite team at Merrifield. Hmm. Give me some uh, gossip. Give me some secrets. What do we got?
1: God, more
2: people man. coming on. More ways And to there's
1: get one. I'll go ahead.
2: <laughs> I was just going to say, you know, I'll teach two different things. One being more, more ways that you can get rewarded. Um, Oops. can think about that. Um, and the other is just more brands, you know, more brands to discover. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of excitement around brands.
1: I'm mean, between today and when this app, when this episode launches. Like I think, you know, we'll have launched some exciting brands. Um, yeah, I-, I wish I could spill more. I can- I love- yeah. you- I look- stay you- tuned. Watch the app. Watch our Instagram. We'll have some fun announcements in the next yeah. few months.
2: Yeah,
1: I absolutely love
0: it. I'm so I am. You know, just. Love what you guys are about. I mean, this is such a, this is such an exciting one for me to have you guys here. It's so easy for me to lean into merit It really is because I just believe so strongly in what it's all about and why you're doing it, you know, because I know because I know because I know you so well, and I know where this comes from your heart. It even more meaningful to me, right? Because I know how where the passion lies. And I think that's what's so cool. Wow.
1: Well, Todd, I can't thank you enough for the enthusiasm and support you've shown, not just for Merrifield, but for like so many brands and advocacy groups and people out there doing great work for you to bring those stories to life. in this channel has just been absolutely wonderful.
0: It's been a blast. I mean, I'm loving it. I mean, it's just so much fun. You know, it really is. It's so much fun to just share these stories and what's going on. We need them. Right. Yeah. We need them. We need more of these good yeah. But
1: we need we need gifted communicators like you to sort of draw them out and get them out there. And you're doing just such great work. Thank you, my brother. That if means a you ton should, me. in another life, you would have been a talk show host or maybe that's your next chapter.
0: Well, oh, you know, we'll see where it goes. We'll see yeah. where it goes. You know, right <laughs> now, this is, you know, we're having a good time doing it and we're proud of what we put out. and We're proud of the people that we have on there. And we believe, you know, you're not going to come on here if I don't believe in it. Let's put it that way. <laughs> you know, I'm not, it's just not going to work. That's gotta be. And I think that's important too. So, you know, I, you guys, as you know, platforms yours, welcome back. Come on, I'm going to get you back on. I'm going to start bugging you tomorrow. Anyways, you know, I'm going to, but know. you know, I do. I know. it. Love it. I, I know, but I really do appreciate what you guys are about. I appreciate Merrifield. I, you know, I hope people get online, check it out, invest a little time and energy. Look, if you're going to pull a shirt out of the closet and figure it out, pick up your phone, get the app, figure out what you're eating make a better choice, make a better choice for yourself, your family, the planet, all of them. So from the bottom of my heart, honestly, and I say that with all sincerity, much love to both of you. Thank you for being here and we're going to do it again.
2: Yeah, we are. You're supposed awesome. to say yes to that part. Thank yes. You. We're doing it again. Thank you. Thank Absolutely. you. Absolutely. I love it.
0: I love it. Thanks everybody for watching and hanging out with us. Maryfield, go. I don't know what to tell you. can't inspire any more than this. Get on there. Check out the app, get rewarded. Let me know what your reward is. I'll go hang out with you, whatever. We'll do it. I'll split a reward. Let's go. I don't know even know. We'll do it. Let's make it happen. So check them out. Thanks, you guys, for being here. Thanks for watching. Don't forget to check us out on social media. That's where the cool kids are. That's where we hang out because that's what they tell me. And we'll see you on whatever broadcast is coming up next. Take care. Thanks. Go inspire somebody. It's really important. I hope you did today for you guys. Take care. Merrifield. Go check them out. See you, everybody.
2: Bye. Bye-bye.